hear that ring. Back to the big goblets. I love, so like I love glasses. I like eggs. Um, all different type of wine glasses. So like we have ones that have our initial Fisher, the F engraved on it. And then I have these big goblet glasses and then I have stemless mm-hmm. and then there's another one but like I'm obsessed with them every time we go to like a store Josh is like we don't need a margarita glass <laughs> I'm just oh, like oh but we do I was like mm, but it's cute like I can definitely get it I don't know whatever along with my mug collection yes mm-hmm. we have plenty of coffee mugs we could probably you know give a whole army coffee i love that wine i'm really kind of like you look at the wine glasses but like the bourbon yeah. glasses there's some pretty oh, dope they're... and like the ones that are like kind of cockeyed like they sit on like an angle yes crate or... and barrel has them and i'm gonna get them they're the, like trapezoidal type things and then um yes and then the other ones that have a built-in cigar holder shut the front door oh yeah like it's a little like c right above the handle on the side and like you can put your cigar in there and rest it so that way you don't have to put it down pretty dope i know and then there's ones that like you chill wow. the glass and it's got like a fake ice cube in the center and then yeah. you put your whiskey around that yep oh it's pretty cool i've seen that we're gonna have to step up our game just a little bit with and there different is glasses now like the only the only kind of fine china that my parents have that i want is what my dad drinks is brandy out of those old like crystal but they're thick it's not the thin type of crystal but they're like old. the glasses that we see on like blue bloods and stuff like that that and like um what was the show that they're out of georgia um come on honey dynasty uh, dynasty that they're always in their study yes. or office drinking we watch trash tv and i do not care i love my trash tv that's my hour a day to turn my brain off yeah turn my, turn my brains off Mm-hmm. i know what are you checking we all good yeah. Good on the audio. I was just like, has the numbers always been red? Yeah. Yeah, huh. when you're recording, things go red, honey. That's usually what recording means. Oh. If they change a different color, then we have a problem. Okay. Word. Got it. You can see who does the uh, audio here. Yeah, I'd let Josh run it because I have enough things going on in my life. I'm like, you got the podcast. I sit here and look pretty. Sometimes. Yeah wow kidding honey you look always beautiful no i look like a hot mess express half of the time and if y'all follow me on instagram i i i own up to it and then even our halloween costumes i was a hot mess express last yes night. he was so i was hashtag filter and then josh was the hashtag not no filter. No filter. So we looked matchy matchy. Yes. And then I was the hot mess, which is real rea- reality. Wow, that's a hard word. <laughs> and then you were the Instagram post. Yeah. The highlight reel with like the flowers on my face of like a, a filter that's mm-hmm. on there and stuff like that. I was like, that's the easiest thing. And like, Josh doesn't love Halloween, and either do I. So like, we're like, oh, just do that. Yeah, Christmas is where it's at. Yeah, except I really love doing, like, different makeup for it for Halloween. Okay. Like, I may go all out, like, on Halloween for, like, the kids. Sure. Maybe. Okay. All right. I work until 6 o'clock, so it's like... I'll just stuff a pillow in my flannel and be, like, an old fat guy. 
Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. With your bourbon. Uh-huh. Sounds good. Light up a stogie. Yeah. And just sit there. I'll put a beer can in my hair. Yell at the kids. Yeah. The girl last night had that. Did you see that? Yes, I did. That's why I was like, hmm, maybe I'll just do that. Anyways. South Carolina origin. um, Cackalacka. South Cackalacka. um, What do you call the people? Indigenous person from South Cackalacka. (laughs) I don't think that's a A local. A native. Native. That's the word I was looking for. Wow. Native. Indigenous. (laughs) I would not use that word. word. Some of the people look like they've been here since the dinosaurs. Stop. Uh, anyway. So we're drinking a 1954. That's the brand. And it's a bourbon barreled Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm really obsessed with these bourbon barreled wines. I don't, and I said on Friday night to a friend, I was like, if I can see through the wine, I will not drink it. I, I don't know. That's just like. My cup of tea is the velvety, velvetier, the better. Which is the tannins. I've been I've been yeah. watching YouTube videos from sommeliers, and because Josh was my sommelier on Friday, and um, <laughs> it's very interesting. Like as you dive into wines, the yeah. origin of the wines, and what what region. So you obviously have your European, Italian wines, mm-hmm. your French wines. Uh, Australian wines, your Californian wines, and then, you know, what regions of, like, Italy. French wine member. So we went to Total Wine in Arizona, and this guy, he was from France, and he's like, have you ever tried, like, French wine? And I'm like, well, kind of, yeah. He gave me the best recommendations. Like, I, I continually went back and asked for him so he could like show me around the store and like pick wines for me. And like the one thing that he was talking about, which he could have been totally blowing smoke because it sounded so believable, but especially when a French guy is telling you about his country's wine, Mm -hmm. you know, he's talking about how the grapes are grown on a hillside and the way that they go about like their season. And he pulled out like this bottle that was from... I don't know, 2018 or 2017 or something. He said, this was a great season for these grapes. And the way that they're grown, the vines are on the side of a hill. That's his job, though. Like, you have to know all of those things. I think it's super interesting. But the other thing that I love about this whole thing, like getting into even bourbons and wines, it's all subjective because, like, you may like something. Mm -hmm. And then you try to describe that flavor and the notes and all that kind of stuff. But somebody else might be drinking the exact same wine and they get something something different. different. Yep. You know, so I feel like that's, it, it's pretty cool because only the real artisans that make the wine or, the, you know, yeah. know what goes in there. We are such old souls. No, I just appreciate crafts. Like, that's somebody's Y'all, craft. like, people last night were, like, you know, getting drunk and stuff like that. And Josh and I are like, oh, this is, this tastes really good. Granted, I was drinking a White Claw because I was like, well, there's nothing else that I can really drink here. They didn't have wine. I know. I know. Should have brought your own. Well, I w- I told you I wanted to bring well, like my a, own koozie of wine. I figured like a house party, usually like even just like a $5 red wine, you know, a Kirkland brand. Somebody's got something hanging around. Oh my around. gosh. Oh man. But anyway, <laughs> five or seven minutes in, we haven't talked about anything. Whatever, man. It's eight minutes in now. Stimu- but Stimulating. one of my friends gave me this topic and she was like you really need to talk about this and then 
Another topic we'll talk about next time is something that another person suggested. So if you have anything that's kind of on your mind that you want to hear our perspective from, please like shoot Josh a text or because he doesn't go on social media like ever. And then you can just message me, whatever, um, because we'll take it and we'll spin it in the way that we want and 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 take it. Most of the people that listen to us, we're all... I would feel pretty much in the same mindset or we all kind of think alike. Right. Yeah. And so if you have a topic, odds are, you know, somebody else wants to hear it too, or Mm -hmm. they might be like, Oh, that's not a bad idea. Let's talk about that. This is interesting. So Krista and I, you know, have to come up with a topic every week. So (laughs) Josh said on my walk today on our walk today, um, because I've been taking him on my hot girl walks with me and he's like, what are we talking about tonight? And I'm like, Oh, I have one. Boop, boop, boop. It's yep. in my phone and it was reminding me. But um, So, what is it? It is control the controllables. That's right. It's kind of what I put out there. And this can be attributed to everything in the whole perspective of life. And you can take it how you want. But this is my personal perspective of you can control certain things in your life the controllables you know there's also things in your life that you cannot there's no way you can control the damn weather you can't control traffic you can't control what someone else says or like does but what you can do is you can control the controllables in your life which are you yep and how you react to those situations Mm mm-hmm and how you go into those environments with your mindset. Yes. Hands down. Yep. So, like, me, I was thinking, oh, okay, fitness. Like. Well, that's a big one. I, duh, it's our life. But, like, you can control, like, you can't control where you're at right now. But you can control what you do with your fitness journey starting now. And the other thing I want to add to that, too, is please to an extent, you can't control how fast your body reacts to going down a journey. Yes, because everyone's different. Right. Like homeboy Josh lost like 20, 25 pounds. And I'm like, I lost like five. <laughs> We're just different. Yep. And me, like my hormones need to get in check. But that's besides the point. Well, speaking of hormones, I mean. By taking synthetic ones, you can really change how your I body know. reacts and how fast. But yeah, you know, we're not here to talk about that. We're talking nope. talking about might be next week. <laughs> you decide to go down a path of a lifestyle change where, hey, I'm gonna start eating healthier, I'm gonna start taking care of my body, I'm gonna start exercising. And you can control how often you work out. Yep. You can control making what goes time, into your body. Making yep. Making the time in the day to work out mm-hmm. your diet. Yep. Right? Saying no to things and meal prepping, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, and people get really hung up on this, is when you have a career, you have a life, a family, that kind of stuff, you can't control some days are just going to go haywire. Mm. You're just going to lose the day. Is that going to be like a personal thing for this week? Yes. And you're going to take this, control the controllables into yep. your work week? So, you know, it, life happens, guys. You may have every intention to work out that day. Yep. But if life just takes over and you miss a workout, 
there's a lot of people out there there's a lot of plans and they all like say that's bullshit you know just find time do it even if it's at 11 o'clock at night whatever well i kind of disagree with that because you need to have your sleep and you need to have your body rested Mm -hmm. and so if you controlled everything out everything else throughout that day your diet what you took in you know you didn't have the sweets sitting at the coffee table at work you know, mm-hmm. you meal prepped, you got your calories in. Well, you missed a workout. Tomorrow's another day. Or tomorrow you just have to wake up earlier and try to get your workout in that you missed. Yeah. Or you're just a day behind and maybe you will, had a 20-day goal. Well, it might have to be 21 or, or you know, yeah. 30 days with a couple of days in there that, hey, maybe you have a hectic career or something like that where yeah. work's just going to get the best of you. I hear that. But like also too, like I agree, but I also disagree with this because the thing is like there, there's going to be life happening around you and your career and all this kind of stuff. But what are you doing to make time for the things that matter to you most? We talked about this before, but like you can control what you're going to do in a day. I understand with you, like, okay, you can't get a workout in, like, yes, balance it. And, you know, maybe that's your rest day and that's your active recovery day rather than a go hard day. Right. Like most people will like derail themselves. Like Monday, they start out great. Tuesday, they miss their workout, but they hit their nutrition. And then Wednesday, they're like, well, I didn't get my workout in yesterday and I'm not going to get it in today. Might as well just eat shit. And then it's a like rabbit hole. And another thing that I am super passionate about is like, you can't let life take control of you. Like, there, there's going to be things that happen in your life. Like, take me for granted. Like, yeah, like, I had a lot of things go on in my life, but I was able to control how I was reacting to things, mm-hmm. how, like, the one thing that remained constant was I'm going to work out and, like, I'm going to take care of my body because that's what I can do right now. Right. Everything else is a freaking mess. And I, I'm just focusing on that. Like that's the one thing that I focused on. And speaking just for myself and maybe some other people think this way too, but say I have like this week coming up for me, good example is going to be like Monday and Tuesday is going to be hectic for me at work. So I'm already kind of anticipating like probably not going to be working Got out the Monday Sunday scaries. And so in my mind, I'd much rather hold off Monday and Tuesday from working out, but get, make sure my diet's on point those two days, Yeah. but absolutely kill it in, in a workout on Wednesday Thursday, and Thursday. And then Friday's usually my off day. Well, guess what? I'm probably going to work out Friday. Sounds good. And because what I've found with myself personally is if I try to force it, on Monday and Tuesday and say I allot 20 minutes to a half hour, Mm -hmm. I'm doing like a half-ass workout where I'm not really mentally in it, you know, and I'm kind of just going through the motions. Yes, I'm burning calories and I guess you can consider it being active and moving. Yeah. But I I didn't gain anything out of it mentally from what I would be able to do, say, on like Wednesday when I know that I had the budgeted time. Yeah, but I also see it as grit too. Like you are, sure, it may be a half-hour I can't even talk today. Half-ass workout, 
but you still got a workout in. Your mindset may not be there, but it's all about consistency. Consistency breeds results. So like if you're getting a 20 minute workout in, hey, that's fucking better than I dropped the first F-bomb today. Got to put the E on it. That's better than nothing. Yeah. And the people that are sitting on the couch that haven't done jack squat, Mm -hmm. you're ahead of them. Like, Or the alternative, maybe you do a workout that you normally don't do. Yeah. So like I would maybe go for like a 10-minute walk or run, and then I come back and stretch for like 10, 15 minutes. Exactly. Like, Walking's underrated. Truly is, and so is stretching. Yes. You know, and those two avenues I need to work on, Mm -hmm. I know I do. So like maybe that's what I focus on on those two days where I'm not like slaying the weights and taking pre-workout and getting all amped. It's, hey, I'm going to kind of do like yoga stretching or I'm going to like just kind of center myself because it's a hectic days. Yeah. And that's... Clear your mind with a walk. Correct. When in doubt, walk it out. Throughout the day, my gosh, I get so stressed out. I'm like, I need to walk away. And I just walk away and like, really walk away like a mile away. Yes. Uh-huh. Exactly. Do a little bit of mile walk and come back and I'll have a different mindset when it comes to things. Right. So that's when people start going down a fitness journey. They get really tied up in the whole thing of missing workouts. Have to be perfect. Have to be perfect and all that kind of stuff. And that's why we're saying control the controllables because going into it, it's a lifestyle thing. Yeah. Now, if you put a goal and a time frame on your achievements, great. But also understand that, you know, you're starting down a path that should be something you're adopting as a new lifestyle where, yeah, you missed one workout today, but guess mm. what? If you continue this for the next 20 years, you have plenty of other workouts that you'll make it up. Yeah. You know, and, and that's just, I just look at it that way from, cause I used to be so regimented, so dedicated. Like I used to, I mean, it ran my life. Mm-hmm. Not a bad thing because I was trying to achieve certain things, you know, and, and, and be in contests and things like that. But, man, did it – it ran my life to the point where – But when you first started working out – It was fun. Did you go – oh, yeah, of course it was fun. But, like, did you go all out? Like, you were like, okay, nutrition, workout, like – no. Exactly. No, I baby – I mean, I went to the gym and basically – Baby steps. Exactly. Because a lot of people, that's what happens is they go all out. Like they go all in. They're like, my nutrition has to be this. I have to work out this many days. I have to do this. Like, and they put so much out there that they have to do. And then they go, oh my God, I only did like two out of five. Congratulations. You did two out of five. Remember yesterday when you didn't do, like you did zero out of five? They make that wall in front of them so tall. Yes. Because they just keep stacking all these things to achieve it. I'd rather someone, like, say there's, like, five different goals. So, like, get a gallon of water in, get eight hours of sleep, like, be on track with your calories and macros, work out, like, whatever that may be, and get, like, 10,000 steps in, something like that, okay? I'd rather someone drink a gallon of water and sleep eight to like seven to eight hours then do all of that like i was just going to say the first three that you just mentioned the water sleep and nutrition mm -hmm. you do that for 30 days 60 days before you even go into a gym your body and you mentally and physically would feel so much different before you even start to throw the weights Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and and you know gym equipment or workout routines that kind of stuff into the mix yeah that i, I totally agree you people know. F- people fail because they set themselves up for failure yep because they go i have to do all of that like what about just like clean up your diet a little bit and drink some freaking water and get some sleep. Yep. And throw some vitamins in there. And then let me know how you feel in 30 days. Just take a multivitamin and tell me how you feel. Right. Like there's so many people that are not eating the amount of calories that they need to survive sometimes. Like I was talking to someone and they're like, I eat maybe like 900 calories a day. And I'm like, what? I eat that before noon. Like... And I'm being serious here because like a lot of people are like under eating because they feel like they have to. And that's kind of what they were taught. But that's like a whole nother freaking topic that I don't even want to go down because we have different perspectives on that. But to a point. Yeah. Like eating 900 calories in a full day is not a lot. No, it's not. To survive. And there's also a time and place to do that for what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. But for 200 days out of the year. For a normal human being. Yes, exactly. Like, that's not sustainable at all. Um, Because you're going to have your drinks and you're going to want to, like, enjoy your damn life. So that's not going to be sustainable. Or you're going to have a glass of wine and be on your freaking ass in, like, no time because you didn't eat shit. Yep, yep. (laughs) Got to eat those carbs. But, no, like, I feel like first starting out with a lot of things you can only control so much and like if you focus on like one at a time i told my group like how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time it's like chunking like get down to the nitty-gritty of like one thing you can do to help your health and then keep compounding on that Mm -hmm. love it what's the other topic you got here i know i wrote down so much your career good one are you gonna take that sure okay thank you because i feel like i'm talking too much no you're okay i feel like we're even okay we should have a counter we should yeah whatever uh so like with press a button every time i talk and every time you talk yeah um but like with a with your career Mm -hmm. a lot of us put so much weight again you know Mm. it's talking about these hill or these these walls that we create in our minds these stories and i i just i'm guilty of it as well you know you you get into a career or a job yeah. that you have and sometimes it just looks impossible to either get that promotion or you know stand out mm-hmm. from what others are doing but what you can do is show up on time every day give 100 percent of what you do and be the best like I always use the example. It doesn't matter if you're a CEO of a company or if you're flipping hamburgers. You're going to be the best damn hamburger flipper mm-hmm. that there is, right? Yep. And you're going to have all your orders correct. You're going to be greeting people with a smile and you're going to be doing your job yep. to the best that you can. That's what you can control. You can't control what's going on behind the scenes, what's going on with corporate, what's going on with maybe your management team and you know what they're doing, maybe changes or things that are being implemented, that kind of stuff. That's going to be that's that's a variable because it's it's not a constant right yeah it's always going to be changing and you have to adapt and you know figure that stuff out as you go but what you can control is how you react to those situations are you accepting of changes or are you going to be the one that's going to be like well we never had to do it before this is stupid like yeah. i don't get it you know oh just one more thing i got to do now blah 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 but what they could be 
setting you up for is it sounds familiar right i know but there might be there's probably a strong reason why it's being implemented yeah and it's going to help you down the road so one small change now could impact something in a month or two or it's going to help future causes and problems yeah. be eliminated that kind of thing we call that um eliminating waste okay when we do a project that's what i call a poop <laughs> I knew you were going to go there, but when you have a project going on, you kind of eliminate the waste, the things that do not add value to your day-to-day that are bringing you down, that are not bringing more revenue and success. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much and what you described, but like with the promotion portion, like guys, I have been passed over for promotions like time and time again, like I think five times now, which to the average person, they would be like, oh my gosh, I quit. I give up like whatever. It's how you take the no. Right. Like I've heard that so many times and I was like, oh, that's so, that's so stupid. Like so cliche to say, but it's true. Like go and ask for the feedback of what you did wrong. What can you improve upon and really take that at face value and go, okay, I'm going to do all of this and more. And I'm going to show you next time. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm just going to continually keep going for promotions. And if they, you know, don't want me, they're going to keep saying no, but I'm going to be persistent. Like be persistent with your fitness, your career, like your success, your finances. Like that, that's the goal, is it not? It is. And, and here's, here's the other tough love yeah. thing that I'm just going to say. Oh, Okay. With like promotions and stuff. Okay. You know what, guys? There might be somebody out there that's better qualified for the job than you. Mm. I hate to say it. Like yeah. you might bring everything that you can to the table. You might interview well. Yep. But it just comes down to that person maybe has an edge up or they just have better experience or mm-hmm. fits more the qualifications that they're looking for. Yep. And it's not a knock to you, Mm-mm. right? It shouldn't, it shouldn't like, you know, make you feel like crap because you didn't get it. What you should well, look, it will make you feel like it, crap, but that's a natural instinct, right? It'll soften over time once you understand, right? But at first, most people don't understand; they're just pissed no. off, and I get it, right? That's a natural reaction, hundred percent. Yeah, but then you start to look <laughs> at it and go, "Okay, I can see why Sally Sue got it over me." You know, maybe she's been with the company more; she was involved with this mm-hmm. thing where I wasn't. You know, whatever. Now, sometimes, too, it might just be complete bullshit and they're just playing favoritism, mm. which, you know, that happens. <laughs> I hate to say it, but that does for sure. Um, or you might be in the situation that I was where maybe you don't have all the experience. There's, and I'm the first one to admit, there are people out there that are well more qualified than me. Mm-hmm. But the traits that I brought was the acceptance to learn, the acceptance to grow, the ideas. Maybe I didn't know how to execute those ideas just yet, but I had the mindset that if I get this opportunity, I will kick ass and I will do everything in my power to succeed. Yeah. And that sometimes outweighs somebody that knows the job, Yep. but they're just willing to do the bare minimum and not grow in, like grow themselves or grow the company. Yeah. You know, so it, it just depends. Because somebody who's more qualified might be like, how the hell did he get that? That's bullshit. Yeah. You know, but. But this also goes hand in hand with like how you control, like you can only control the controllables with your success as well. Yep. Like, because you may look at 
Sally Sue and be like, wow, she's had so much success and blah, 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 blah. Josh and I were talking about this. I forget who you brought up. And I was like, yeah, you don't see like underneath the water of the iceberg. You only see the success that they have. You don't know what what hell they went through to get there. How many times they declared bankruptcy, where they had to live on their sister's couch. How many times you went for that promotion. Like how many times you failed in your fitness career, career, fitness, life, style. So I was, (laughs) side note here, but it kind of goes along with this, is I was listening to a podcast and it had Richard Rawlings, the guy from Gas Monkey That's exactly what I was bringing up. take it or leave it, if you like the show or not. um, If you know the show. If you know the show. Uh, on Discovery Channel. It's not on anymore. But anyway, I was a fan and we actually got to go to the Gas Monkey Garage when we were in Texas the one time. It was kind of pretty cool. Yeah. I uh, got a t-shirt. Anyway, totally fanboyed out. But anyway. And we went to his bar we too. Did. Good hamburger. I remember that. Yeah. But um, trash can fries. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm hungry now. But during the podcast, he talks about how, you know, he had this idea that he wanted to make a show and he was going to pitch it to these networks. And that's why he started Gas Monkey Garage. It wasn't to fix cars because he was truly passionate about cars. Is he started this whole thing because he wanted to make a show, Mm -hmm. okay? And he wanted to kind of do that reality car show uh, series. Anyway, he goes, you know how many people told me that's a dumb idea? It will never work. You know, Mm -hmm. I would I would build a couple cars, go to car shows, and they were saying, "Who's this guy? He's a joke. Whatever." They quickly wrote him off. He's like, but you know what happened after like my third or fourth season on Discovery Channel and I was the famous one and, you know, I was getting all these deals left and right. And mm-hmm. he goes, those same people that told me I would never do it would come up to me at car shows or whatever and be like, I always knew you had it in you. This is great. You know, so like all Bullshit. your six, exactly. They changed their tone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you can control what you can control. Stay on your own path. But yep. when you hear those naysayers and you hear those things come into you. Mm-hmm. you know into your into your mind and and whatever yep you don't have to always listen to them you can control what you can control yes and if you start listening to those people then look how many great things would have never came out of life because those people would have given up yep uh, great point because i always think like back to my guidance counselor telling me like you you shouldn't i'm shocked you're graduating high school you shouldn't go to college like, if I would have listened to him, I don't know where I would end up. All right. Now you're sitting here with your master's degree. Yeah. In psychology to rub it in his face. Right. Pretty much. Right. And I no. think that happens a lot with school guidance counselors, to be honest with you. They don't... Because... Well, that's why I wanted to become a guidance counselor to, like, start off. And then I was like, ah, eh, no. I want to do, like, IO psych and be a consultant. <laughs> But that's a whole nother topic about the education system and how it can be. uh... But like, no, to that point of like, stop listening to the naysayers. They're only trying to bring you down to their level. Mm -hmm. Like you can't control what they're going to say, but you can control how you're going to react to it. Yeah. Like when we tell people that we do a podcast, they're just like, oh, okay. Are you trying to be Joe Rogan? Like, no. No, I'm trying to be Krista. And Josh. Yeah. (laughs) Like you... I'm just trying to be authentic and real because the world needs more of that, Preach. to be honest. Yeah. So. Um, and then what was the last topic you had here? So I feel like I don't want to go over it. Okay. Because it's kind of like 
You can control your finances and the money. Well, that was me. I wanted to bring that up. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I just shit on your idea. No, it's okay. But, you know... Go ahead. Bring it up now. People... (laughs) Trying to think of what you were going to bring up? Uh Uh-huh. Because now I have to phrase it really damn good because you don't want to talk about it. So I I got to blow your socks off right now. I know. No, you wanted to bring up how finances and how you can, can control, control them right and Whether i just want to say believe it or not that like growing up i was more or less instilled in me that like you are born into a middle class family you know lower end of middle class like that's how you're going to live your life too you know just Ooh. you know just kind of uh, be happy that you're not completely poor but also you know You'll you'll never my mom used to always call rich people fryer tucks. You know, you you're never gonna be a fryer tuck. You're never gonna be What is a fryer tuck? I have no idea. I think it's like a rich pompous person. Oh. But anyway I'm gonna look that up yeah. now. I so, wanna be a fryer tuck. But like, you know, going to church as a kid, there was a couple families that were well to do. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately my parents always kinda like snubbed their nose a little bit at them maybe because of jealousy to be honest with you and now being older and realizing it and looking back that was probably 100 percent why um because my dad you know tried everything he could um to provide a good life for us but you know there was he always called people like you know they just must be sitting on easy street because they maybe had a higher education or they had a good job or whatever so they made more money lived in the bigger houses that kind of stuff right we always called them on the East Coast McMansions um, when people had the, not to relate, but, you know, the kind of house that we live in now. <laughs> um, but you can control your finances. Like, you can control if you're overspending, you know, if you're not living within your means. And you can also control where your money goes. Mm-hmm to things that are important or things that are just nonsense that are just, you know, you can live without. And, you know, if you're somebody that struggles with that or has that, you know, scarcity mindset that, you know, it's impossible for you to make more money or whatever, I just want to say that, like, if you can control the things in your life and what you're taking in, what you're putting out, you can control your mindset when it comes to your career. Mm -hmm. And if you kind of change the narrative a little bit, you know, you might be surprised at the things that come your way or the opportunities for yeah. you to grow and for you to maybe elevate your career mm. and get those promotions and, you know, or start your own business, or start your own business. Yep. Right. You may be the best barista there is, but maybe if you open up your own coffee shop, then more things will come your way. Right. I mean, I always look at finances as the last thing that I'm chasing, everything else in life, if you give 110% and you really stand out and be an all-star at what you do or how you go about things, the money will come. Maybe not right away. Hands down. But your finances will grow if every other avenue of your life grows. What do you always say to me in my fitness journey right now? You're like, you're focusing too much on a certain thing. If you stop focusing on that one thing, that money and only focus on like everything else that generates that money you're not going to worry about it anymore right and it's just gonna come Mm -hmm. because what's naturally going to happen you focus on other avenues of of peak driven yeah right you know it's going to grow i'm so excited and then 
with growth, obviously that's yeah. more subscriptions. That's larger financials. Yep. And same thing with your business or same thing in your career. You know, so it's that shouldn't be the thing that you're chasing is the money. It should be other avenues because money kind of goes along with those things. And it's a tool. Yes. Money is a tool. And how you what you do with it and how oh. where you place it can benefit you as well. Yes. I always think of people who are like, Wow, you teach fitness online. You don't make a lot of money, do you? And I'm like well, it's not really about the money. It's about how many people I'm impacting. And, and like, that's my form of success. No dollar amount. Like, it will it will come, obviously. But right now, I'm just focusing on, like, how many lives can I impact? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where, like, if you have the mindset of, like, money, 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 you're going to lose the whole focus of why you started, which I believe we talked about last time. So... Yeah, we did definitely because I'm like deja vu. But also, okay, my simple answer to that, yeah, is guess what? I work out for an hour every day anyway, so why not just work out and and put that on camera and have other people join me? Yeah, like you'd be doing the exact same thing if people were there or not there. So correct, might as well make a business out of it. Well, I saw that as like during quarantine and stuff like that. I was like, well. I'm working out anyways. I wonder if other people want to work out with me. Yeah. I was like, I still have all my licenses and stuff. So let's do it. Right. But anyway, thank you so much for joining in this wonderful 61. Getting closer to 69, baby. podcast with me and my buffoon of a husband of control the controllables. Um, Thank you again just for tuning in, sharing, growing this. Um, We do this because we love y'all and we truly want to make sure that you are living a relentless life. Yep. Be that 1% to kind of take it to the next level. So if you want more, go on to peakdrivenllc.com. There's merch out there. Please freaking buy it. I'm yes. going to beg you at this point. We should do a discount and just get rid of the crap. Okay. You heard that here, that. folks. I just thought of it. Okay. Let this me get to work. I'll discount everything. Put everything on sale for this week Cl- close and Close out week. sale. Close out sale. Oh, that sounds sad. Oh, no. Yeah. For the next release. Boom. Ooh, mind blown. Okay, but literally, if you want more, go on to peakdrivenllc.com. There's going to be a bunch of stuff happening in January, so make sure you are on the lookout of that. Um, What? There's a lot happening in January. Is there? Awkward. Okay, well, thank you so (laughs) much. Thank you so much for joining in, and until next time. Thank you, guys. Love y'all. Later.